like, yay, music. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and I got another interview for you guys. Um, We're going to kind of dig a little deeper into the industry and what's going on. And on the phone, I have Nick from Straight Jacket Armory and Frank Green from Bartland Barrels. Um, and, and basically kind of what we're looking at is supply and demand, really. And, you know, the question's been coming up of, of what's out there, what can people get, and, and, and different things with the builds and stuff during COVID. So, uh, Frank, uh, Nick, great to have you guys on. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper Podcast. Thanks, Thanks Frank. Frank. Thanks for having us. Thanks. I also have co-owner Tristan Arnold here with me also, so I, I thought I'd bring him into the fold. Sure, sure. And and we kind of wanted to go in. And part of the conversation was, you know, we were we were getting out and getting ready to talk about barrels and different thing. I have one of the straight jacket barrels here. Bartlett's got their new um, w- with the hardened steel and the carbon fiber. And then people are like, hey, I want to get this stuff. And then the next thing you know, it's like, yeah, you got a couple month wait for that to show up. So we kind of just wanted to explain some of the processes and what you guys are seeing on the supply side and then talk about that same, you know, where demand is right now. Because that's just kind of where, you know, we're at this this crossroads of supply and demand that's just ramping up. And, and you know, it's it, usually we're used to it because we're, we're under attack um, Second Amendment wise. But I mean, we've got the politics coming up with an election year, covid riots it's it's like the perfect storm if you look at the gun industry and that's the way to put it it's like the perfect storm yeah absolutely we always see a little bit of a supply chain slowdown at the beginning of the year uh, tristan and i call it show season uh, you have shot show sci the nra show hey all the all the big manufacturers are there that always seems to slow us down but you know coming two three weeks out of the you know, the show coma, as we call it, uh, the supplies were just starting to recover. You know, we kind of got this this two week long session where I don't know what it was like for other businesses. But for ours, uh, Tristan and I personally, uh, I mean, we were literally trapping our pants. We had two weeks straight of people canceling orders. So I mean, people were really scared thinking back to the front of COVID where they were, you know, they were losing their jobs. They didn't know if they could pay their rent. Obviously, a gun wasn't very high on their priority list at that point. I guess everybody was spending money on toilet paper. But, uh, you know, we canceled a lot of orders uh, for the first two weeks. And then the stimulus money came out. And, you know, we had memes out there saying, what are you getting your stimulus check chambered in? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, those orders, even to today, have not slowed down. Our orders are up over 1,700%. And I don't think we've ever seen more than a 10 15% growth over the last four years we've been in business so it was a a huge shock to the market and i know a lot of companies laid people off during that first transition of covid when the sales really tanked out yeah and seeing what we're seeing here um the orders never really slowed down at all we didn't see no slow up on anything at all um you know right away in january orders picked up to begin with but then when the, when the whole, to recap what you said a little bit there, Nick, come March, middle March or so, between the whole virus thing and all the riots starting in Minneapolis, um, 
the orders have steadily gone up and they've, they haven't gone too crazy on us, but we've seen the biggest areas where we've seen all of a sudden we, us getting slammed here is the demand for ammunition test barrels because there's no, it, it ain't the Frank Galleys or the Frank Greens, the everyday shooters who shoot competitively, whether it's PRS or high power or whatever, we're not the people creating the, the shortage per se when it comes to ammo and primers and guns. It's the people who either didn't believe in guns, you know, they maybe they had nothing against them. They didn't have a need for them or seen a need for them. But with the whole virus and the riots and it being an election year, some of these people have come to realize that it's not, hey, if we call the police, the police might not get there fast enough. Those are the people now, not that they're maybe hoarding or anything like that, but now they're all of a sudden we're seeing this uptick in these new people buying guns and buying ammo, and that's creating a shortage. That's creating a backup everywhere. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm getting calls that I've never really fielded before where people asking me if I could find them stuff, you know? Who's got this? Who's got that? And, and just from a, a build spot... I mean, there's some companies that had a bit of a stockpile and, and, you know, like a mile high is a good example where they, they, they order from like Bartland pretty regularly and have a, a decent amount of barrels and stuff in stock. But their sort of mindset has always been, we're not selling you a blank. We'll build you a barreled action. We'll spin you up a barrel for your AI, you know, we'll custom gunsmith something for you, but you know, that's how you're going to get access to our inventory where then other people are like trying to go through you guys and order barrels up and, 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 and do that sort of last minute. And then they're getting these insane sort of, you know, well, you're, you're nine months down the list now because our regular customers who were ordering and coming through are doing a, you got our kind of new customers or our, our consistent customers that were, you know, consistently out there doing B and now you got all these CD and, you know, E's that are out there that are just, you know, kind of, you know, playing with the supply chain a little bit. So, I mean, it's it's mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I'm getting hit up when in the past people that knew better than to ask me retail kind of stuff. And now they're like, we can't find it. Can you get it? Well, and I think there's a lot of, you know, so I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I'd be willing to bet that better than better than half of our customers right now are, this is the first taste of custom anything that they've owned. And we're proud to have them. We really are. Uh, and we don't want people to think that we're boo-hooing about all these orders. Uh, it's, you know, everybody says it's a good problem to have and they're right. It is a good problem to have. Uh, but managing expectation is also a, a very real problem for most businesses. And I think, you know, I'll just speak for myself here. Straight Jacket Armory is no exception to uh, business right now. I mean, I don't think there's a business out there that hasn't felt the sting of COVID. We're feeling it also, and we are in React mode right now. I mean, we're putting in new software. We're putting in new phone systems, new CRM software, everything we can to try to manage the, the, the volume that, quite honestly, we didn't think we'd see for nine, ten years in a row. Uh, so it's quite a bit. I'm looking at monthly... Uh, firearm sales right now from 2010 to 2020 and Sandy Hook uh, and Obama through 2012 sold 1.9 million firearms for the whole year. March of 2020, 
I'm sorry, 2.1 million firearms. March of 2020 sold 1.9 on its own. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's a you know, 600% increase in firearm sales over 30 days, not 12 months. Uh, th- th- those, are, those are big numbers that the market was not ready to react to, especially the long-range market. We've never been hit by any kind of panic buying whatsoever. Uh, you know, people don't go out and panic buy bolt-action rifles. They panic buy blocks and they are 15. Yeah, like yeah. So this, uh, this is a very big adjustment to the long-range market. What, um. Frank, what are you seeing on why are the ammo test guys looking for barrels? Is it just because they've ramped up production so much that they need these extra test barrels? Or are they, you know, is it because they're putting out all these new calibers, kind of like that six mil arc and the different things that way? What do you see as the reasons behind the test barrels um, on the. Well, it's. It's not so much the new calibers, because um, that happens all the time. You know, the six arc, stuff like that always kind of happens throughout the year and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say it's so much the new caliber stuff. Um, yeah, it always creates a buzz and a little initial spike on stuff, too. But it's just the, uh, the flat-out demand on ammunition. Um, you know... Uh, a guy I've known since the mid eighties runs, manages a very large gun store just a few minutes from here. And when they had people, 50, 60 people deep at the gun counter and, and you get your number called, he, he said, good example is one guy, he knows nothing about guns. So what he did was he was actually smart. If you want to say it smart, he goes and finds ammunition on the shelf first and his number gets called. He goes up to the counter he, go, he puts the ammo on the counter and he goes, give me whatever gun fits this ammunition. And the, the shelves are empty. There's the, all the ammunition makers, the bullet makers, everybody is reacting to this sudden influx of everything and the demand being so high. Um, everybody's working overtime. Everybody's working extra time. And but they just they just the demand is outstripping everybody's capacity, and I to, to say what Nick said about the gun sales, I want to say I heard the numbers for for May, I think like for background checks, I think I think um, handguns were up like ninety five percent, and long guns were up sixty six percent. I mean ninety nine ninety five percent. You're you're talking virtually a double amount of guns being sold and, and they're just staggering numbers for, for everybody to react yeah, to. Yeah, I did one. I did a background. I don't remember what month it was uh, with Mile High. Something came in and I, you know, I backgrounded over to me and grab it. It was seven days until my background came in. Um, You know, it was like, oh, hey, your background just showed up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, because I'm I I I'm I work for Mile High and I'm on the SOT and the FFL as as an employee with the classes that I do, but it mm-hmm. took it took seven days for that to come back, um, in the middle of all this. So yeah, I mean that's the first time I've ever experienced that personally delay because I know better than to kind of go out and buy something in the middle of this rush when I can help it. But having to do it right. for uh, reviews and ads and stuff, I, I I noticed that the background's there. I know on the ammo side of things, too, they're talking about increases in, in price. Like I, I had heard a 12% increase 
from some of your bigger brands. Um, and then the delays in product or, you know, the components, I guess, is a better way of putting it. It's it's the, the right. components missing. Like you were saying before we got on the line with primers, you know, there there's a there's a you know, what is it like a, a three times increase in primer prices or something? It's almost like five or six. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you could have bought a box, a thousand small pistol primers just a few months ago for like thirty five dollars a thousand, you go on Gumbroker. And primers are seem to be running between 150 and and 200 dollars a thousand. It's just there's just nobody's got any. That's, it's supply and demand. That's that's what's driving it. And and is part of that now? Do you see that? I mean, we'll, we'll get to um and Nick and those guys because his blanks come from one place, but you guys are kind of sourcing your own. Um. So are you finding that your your metal is just a big problem or is it is it just the whole process in its entirety has slowed things down and then sped up on the on the build side? You know, is it, it do you see a slowdown on your supply chain and then an increase on your build demand or is your supply chain just not able to keep up with because you're in a slightly different case than um, Nick and Straightjacket? Well, as far as the the metal side of it, we don't have no problem with getting steel for making the barrels. You know, typically I work with the steel mill the year before, and I forecast the whole year out, and they know our demand, and I don't have a problem with, with steel. Back when March, when the whole pandemic thing really kicked into high gear and, and the riot started, the first thing I did was call my sales guy at, at you know for steel, and I just told them flat out, if you see any hiccups anywhere, I don't care if it's with trucking or the mill with the whole virus thing and people getting shut down, I go, I expect a phone call immediately. And I'm going to probably bring in three times more than normal than what I normally do for a given month. That way, because, you know, if we don't have steel, we can't make barrels. Right, right. But um, so that way, in, no, we're, we're covered on steel and Yes, we are trying to work more hours and get more stuff done out in the shop, but it's we're seeing the emergency side of it where I won't name the ammo maker, but you know, I get a phone call like a week or two ago, hey Frank, can we check on our our two two three five five six test barrels? My first comment was, Well, geez, man, they're not due for another three weeks. We're not late on anything. He's well, could you please see where they're at? Because we only got one brand new one left we're going to be out. They're, they're literally making so much ammunition and doing so much testing that, you know, if they have no barrels, that am, that ammo line or that product, whatever they're making for that particular caliber, it's going to come to a screeching halt. Right. Right. If they don't have, if they don't have test barrels to test bullets, test powder, stuff like that. So we're, we're seeing the emergency side of it on stuff like that. Um, that, that's where I say we see the biggest, request for test barrels and the, and the demand because of the demand for ammunition and everything. That's crazy. Yeah. So Nick, and how's your supply chain? Cause it works slightly different than Bartlands does. Um, how do you, how do you guys, supply chain, we try to forecast stuff um, the best we can. And what I've been telling a lot of people this year is, you know, my crystal ball seems to be broken. Uh, we always know that 30 caliber and 65 caliber barrels are going to be really popular. So we try to order as many of those as we can. Um, we were really heavily invested uh, with proof barrels throughout most of the year, last year, and then this year also. Um, 
those orders have been a little slow. Uh, they're working on some government stuff over there, I guess. I don't know. I can't, I don't want to say something I can't, but they, uh, you know, it's, it's been a little bit hard getting that supply in. And, and to be honest with you, Tristan and I had this talk when, co- when all this first broke loose and the riot started. I think I remember telling you something like, uh, it's too bad we weren't doing AR 15s or something like that. Uh, yeah. We, we just, we just didn't expect the, uh, we just didn't didn't forecast or rush anybody rushing to get uh, you know prefit barrels or barreled actions. No, and then by the time uh, by the time we realized all this was happening, and you know we we are putting in the orders and all that stuff, but it's it's behind. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just you're just behind the eight ball constantly. It seems like, and uh, and, and I kind of see where a lot of that was coming from. We had a lot of people coming up from Salt Lake City. Our, our shop is. For those that don't know, it's actually closed to the public. Uh, we try to play more of a manufacturer role. Having visitors in here that aren't scheduled in really just slow things down for us. But we had so many people, and we still are getting people knocking on our door, uh, asking for ammo and stuff like that. I had one guy show up, and his exact words were, I think I need a hunting rifle. So if I have to start shooting the deers, plural, the deers and the elks, uh, I can do that. And <laughs> I, I, I thought to myself, would you would you know what to do with one if you got one? And he said, well, that's probably a good point. You know, I, I don't have anything to tell you. I don't have anything on the shelf. So I, I apologize for that, but I don't think we can help you. So I, I really think it's a lot of those guys that are, you know, panic buying a lot of this stuff. And if it's your first go around in the custom world, you know, custom. You know, custom world, you got to think uh, West Coast choppers, not not Harley Davidson, right? Everything's custom made for you to order. Uh, so just that in and of itself, you know, we've always been known for having a really quick turnaround time. And unfortunately, right now, our turnaround times are not where we want them. Um, they're not where our customers want them. And, but it won't last forever, I hope. Um, <laughs> well, you know, see, and, and, and we've talked about that. I mean, I, or I should say, I've talked about that with other people, and I don't know what you have with at all, Frank. But, you know, when you talk to people in the industry, what I foresee happening is if, if Trump, because it's an election year, if he wins, I hmm. think, I think the, the panic and emergency stuff will slowly taper off, and I think the, the supply chain will slowly catch up. It ain't going to happen in a month or two, but it'll slowly start to swing a balance back a little bit. Um, but if he loses, if he loses and let's say the anti-gunners get control of the Senate now too, and you get a democratic president in there, you get Biden in there, what's going to happen is you still have the virus pandemic and the riot thing going on, but now the fear of the guns being taken away is going to weigh in even more for the every, for us everyday people. And I'm going to tell you, if that happens, we're going to see two years of what's going on right now today. Oh yeah. It's not going to stop anytime soon. No, it's going to be such a mad rush. It's going to be crazy because they're, they're kind of talking some, some dangerous stuff on, on the gun side of the, of the industry. But um, yeah, I mean the, the rush would almost be unsustainable and you'd have to worry or worry and wonder how they're going to manage sort of like, because you know the rush will be November 3rd until the 21st. It's going to go crazy until you start seeing what they do. So there'll be that initial Mm -hmm. rush before they get in office. Then there's going to be the what are they talking about rush. And if anything changes once they get into office, which they probably do pretty quick, 
um, there would be that. So how would you even grandfather in sort of sales that don't won't get completed till like you're saying two years down the road? Um, that could be right. that could be a big crazy nightmare for a, a company to even sell to somebody. Um, not knowing that uncertainty, are they going to grandfather something? Are they going to not? Are you going to take somebody's money and then have the spigot get shut off artificially on you? Um, I I can foresee a a nightmare depending which way November goes. Right, and I and I've heard real quick. I've heard about at least at times um, that you know, like one. I've heard that, you know, some ammunition companies right now, they have so much orders. They have enough orders for five years worth of work right now. That that's how bad it is. It's, it's not going to get better anytime soon until some of this stuff starts correcting itself. Yeah. That's, it's just a crazy, I mean, people don't really see it because everything seems to be running normal on the outside. Like from my standpoint, you have people complain, well, I can't get this and I can't get that. And my friend wanted a Glock and they can't find one. And then there's been some ammo shortages for people to, to find ammo and stuff. But really, it's been kind of like mellow that almost people aren't putting two and two together to say, this is really a much bigger issue than it appears from the outside publicly to me. I mean, it, the... the, the, the it, it, in- you 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 hit it on the head there too. Just just yesterday the day before I was I had a conference call with one of our companies that does our shipping, you know, like UPS, FedEx, stuff like that. And when I was talking to them and we were talking about where business was going and what was going on, and they go, What do you mean it's getting busier? And I said to both of them, I go, hey, don't you guys watch the news? Don't you guys hear anything about the guns and anything like that? They were totally oblivious to what was going on. They had no clue. Yeah. And that's what I'm seeing myself that I'm kind of wandering around and people don't understand how deep this water really is. It's one of those driving underneath the, uh, underneath a viaduct kind of thing under, you know, underneath that, that bridge. And you're like, ah, that water's not deep. And the next thing you know, you got somebody drowning in their car cause it's over their car and, and you just couldn't see it. It didn't look that way. And that's, I think, is, is happening right now is that people don't realize there's a much bigger crunch than is publicly being talked about um, or and, recognized. And I, right. And I think what Nick is seeing, too, and Nick maybe hit it on a little bit more, even though, even though we're not really a scope seller, we don't, we don't sell retail per se, but uh, I know one of the scope manufacturers – they told me, you know, the first three months this year, you know, like just hunt, just average day hunting scopes, the scope market was flat. But because of the whole virus thing, more people are going outside. And they said, they said, in our state alone in Wisconsin, I think fishing licenses are up 50%. But what I heard from the scope manufacturer, what they told me was they have so many orders for hunting scopes. They, they they literally cannot keep up with the demand for hunting scopes since the beginning of since like sometime in March. Oh yeah, you know we're not talking a you know we're not talking a a three thousand dollar PRS scope. We could be talking a two hundred dollar hunting scope, and they literally cannot make the stuff fast enough. 
Well, and, and if you think about it, I mean, we talk about this all the time with guys, and I did a podcast with uh, uh, Phil Vallejo and Kalen um, on the modern day not too long ago. I don't think it's been up yet. But, I mean, there's only about 5,000 people that are doing the comp stuff that we see, the PRS, NRL type events. Um, you know, the 22's bumping that up a little bit if you include all the 22 stuff because that's a bigger area of growth. But in the hunting world, there's 30 million hunters in the U.S. alone, you know. And so you, when, when you look at the number of people who are, are kind of registered, it, for lack of a better word, um, as that hunting side of shooting disciplines, shooting sports, it's way bigger than the comp side. Um, you know, so there, there's, if the hunters are driving a product, you're going to see a shortage. Well, and that's like with the, uh, with what you guys are, he was saying with the, uh, the scopes, I mean, some of our stuff that we're getting, that's why we really pulled back on rifles because some of that stuff is just, I mean, the money's there. It's just that you can't buy it if you friggin' put 10 grand in some, in front of somebody's face. It's the, the a lot of the products just aren't there. Yep, yep. I mean, and and I know stuff's coming. I they're right now. They're talking about shop being going. And I mean, the restrictions I'm seeing are ridiculous. Um, for you know, for companies that do a show at shop, but I'm almost hoping they cancel it. Um, at this point, because I think it's well, just I, making I, shit worse. I, I can tell. I've you heard shot show for us will be a no go this year. I mean, we're 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 so backed up. We don't. Tristan and I, we don't have any any vacations planned uh you know we're not going hunting this year we're just we're just working seven days a week uh, we're running two ships over here there there literally isn't any more staff that we could put on uh, we are running beyond max capacity right now frank i've heard different rumors on shot show um I, i'm gonna tell you my gut thing right now right now is um trace and i aren't going to shot show this coming year um, but I've heard rumors where they're going to move it out to September and do the following year in April and then, and then get back on that January, February cycle. Um, I've heard from other manufacturers where they're being asked for the rest of their money or deposit for the, for their booth. But when people see what happened in EWA this year, where EWA got postponed originally, and they were gonna have it later in the year, but then it got canceled. And you hear of these people, well, we want our money back for our booth. And they said, well, no, we'll apply it to next year. Yeah. Well, is there a guarantee there's gonna be a next year? So those people that had those booths, I think are kind of getting cold feet and the answers aren't being given with, okay, you hear again that supposedly they're closing down the bars and the restaurants. Well, how are you gonna have 80,000 people at SHOT Show how are you going to do the breakfast and dinners? I mean, Frank, you know how hard it is to find a place to eat dinner unless you have reservations weeks or months ahead of time. Try and get a table to eat somewhere sometimes after the show. Right, right. You're not eating until 9, 9 or 10 o'clock at night at times. Easily. And and I'm hearing the, the what I heard yesterday was um, that they were, they're working that refund policy where they're only talking about 50% in that. Um, I also talked with like um, Diane and everything at Mile High and she because they have a big booth. They have like a three. Um, it, it's like a 30 or it's it's pretty long. 
They want them to run it direction. They want it social distancing. They want reduced staff. And, and the way she was talking is like she doesn't want really any of the staff she normally would put at shot. They, she'd be better off keeping them in, in, in uh, their office and working here. And it, it's just it's it's so in the air, but they're they're acting like it's going on. And they're kind of making it where they're going to make out some money, but it's still going to burn people. I don't see, I don't see, I, I don't want to go. I don't plan on going if I can help it um, based on what I'm looking at. But I can't see how they, they, they're not going to cancel it when you look at the restrictions they're putting on booths in companies. The restrictions, excuse me, the restrictions they're going to put on us to go there and how you're going to move throughout the show. You know, they're going to try to do this, you know, uh, one one way only. You know, you only can go up and I just I just I I, I don't. How do how are you going to enforce the social distancing? Right. My wife works at the high school. And before school started, they went back to school this week before school started. They had to redo the whole thinking process of how they were going to serve lunches. And so they were, they did some videos where, Hey, this is so the kids watch the videos. This is how we want you to go through the lunch line. Well, they had to do four takes on the video because even the grownups couldn't keep the social distancing. <laughs> so if the grownups can't do it, how are you going to expect a 15 to 18 year old kid do it? Right. Right. I think more importantly is how are you going to expect 80,000 people leaving SHOT Show? It's not so much coming into SHOT Show, but leaving SHOT Show at the end of it. At oh, the end of every day, walking down that hallway through that plaza. Uh, to, uh, you guys know you've been there. I mean, you can't you, you can't walk. You're, you're squeezed in like, like a sardine. Like stage out 20,000 people at a time. Like, this is your number. Yeah, I, I see that being. I think SHOT Show is going to be a shit show. So we'll and, and, and to me, it seems like what they're doing, like I was saying, was to get some money up front. And then, like Frank's saying, to offset some of the problems, and then we'll push you off to next year. But because they're only offering partial refunds, is how I'm reading it. I mean, I was talking to some of the UK guys and the Team AI guys over there. I mean, you think about them trying to come over. Uh, they, I think Diane told me that Tom and, and the crew from AI UK is, aren't coming. Um, even if shot and goes that's on. correct. That's 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 what I that's what I was told too. That nobody from the UK is coming. And because the other problem they have, if they do come over, when they go back home, they're supposed to go and self-quarantine for two weeks again. Right, right. And, and, and right, all the passports are turned off everywhere. So your, your European contingents and your foreign contingents are shut down because of the different passport restrictions for countries. Um, you know, and so there's all of that happening. But, I mean, I don't in, – in, you know, there's the there's the coin toss uh, that where people are saying, well, after November third, this is all going to disappear and change, but you can't bet that far away or that close to shot that it is. Because what if they turn around and say, nope, we got a spike, and we're not going to open up, we're going to shut off, and now the next thing you know, um, you know, it, they've gone all the way to November to try to play the odds, and it, and it goes the other direction versus calling it in. I I. I personally think they'd have to call it by October 1st if they do. Well, see, and that's what's been happening. That's what's been happening with some of the rifle matches, Frank. Yeah. Not necessarily PRS. I know has been affected some, but I know like um, the spirit of America match, which was supposed to happen 
I think next week in New Mexico, literally just, just they moved it to Wisconsin because if I, I'm, I might be wrong about part of this, but it's like the state owns the range or owns the property. And they had a spike in cases. So they said, no, what? no match next month. And I'm here, I'm hearing the same thing with guys that were going to go to the world or not world, but the F class championships and national championships. I've already heard from customers saying, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm canceling. I'm not going, I don't want to be halfway there. And I get a phone call and saying, Hey, it's canceled. Go back home. Right. And I took all this time off of work. I'm driving for two days in the car with all my gear. And now I'm turning around and going back home. Well, even uh, the class that Brady came to in, in, in Minnesota and, and thanks for what you guys did for all the students up there. Uh, we did the classroom outside because they wanted us to wear masks if we were indoor, their little shed there. Um, so we ended up doing the class outside under an overhang to, you know, comply with certain elements of the social distancing and the mask policy, um, you know, because guys don't want to sit there for a three-hour presentation wearing a mask like you're on an airplane. Um, so we ended up just moving it to the outside. And it, it's it's crazy the different um, – you know, every state is a different set of rules. And, you know, with our travel across country that I just did, Nebraska never heard of COVID. You know, I I was in Sturgis and Deadwood a couple days before the the rally, but the rally was getting ready to ramp up. You know, they were like 50-50 looking at it. Minnesota was militant with it. Iowa can give it or take it, and one place turned it back on the Monday and wasn't really enforcing it. And then, you know, Tennessee, the the closer you were to a big city, it was enforced. The farther you were away from the cities, the less it's enforced. And it's it's you just don't know till you show up and see what the crowd's doing. Right. I think that brings up another good point, Frank. Uh, you know, with manufacturers – for us, we deal with manufacturers all over the United States. You know, for us to build a rifle, we rely on up to five, six different manufacturers to, you know, orchestrate with us so that we can meet a timeline. And a lot, I think a lot of the general thinking is, is that, hey, you guys are the firearms industry. You're considered essential workers. There shouldn't be a disruption in supply right now. And it's just setting aside the, the huge increase of orders, that being on its own, there was a lot of companies, and I'm not going to name their names, uh, you know, without them being here to say it's okay. But there was a lot of companies that did shut down on their own without a state telling them to do so. There was companies uh, down in Louisiana, especially the ones that were closer to New Orleans, that because their parish had such a huge spike in COVID cases, they told the companies, yes, you're essential. We're not shutting you down. You can work. But you can only have one person per thousand square feet. Yep. And a lot of rules were enforced that way also. So there was a lot of manufacturers that, you know, got a, you know, whopping increase of orders and then also a massive decrease in the amount of personnel they were allowed to have on staff while they were operating under those terms. So it really, I think that was another big, that played into our, uh, I know personally for us, for Straight Jack and Armory, we, we saw that a lot with some of our manufacturers talking to them that they were unable to to work at full capacity until their parish or, you know, I call it a parish because they're in Louisiana or their yeah, county. Right, their <laughs> county. Right, so that, that, that definitely 
played a you know a huge part in this, but it's uh, hopefully it all goes away soon, you know. But I, I, I think going back to Trump, I, I really think that if he gets elected, and I hope he does, I think we have one more big push, and that's going to be the temper tantrum that'll get thrown by the left when he gets reelected. We all know what happened when he got elected the first time. Uh, you know, there was riots and everything else, especially in Portland and places like that. But this second time around, these guys have been trained for the last four years that they can pretty much do whatever they want. And uh, they know what they're going to do, you know, if he gets reelected. We know what they're going to do. And I think that that could possibly cause another big rush of borders also. Sure. But and I, the market will start to correct itself. What do you guys think between the two of you? Is what's your advice for people who are still want to be in that queue and don't want to fall out of it? I mean, is it just, hey, man, you, 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 can, you can go this way, but you just have to be patient? What, what's, what's, the, what's the word out there for guys who are like, man, I know for you know 2021 season, I'm going to need a new barrel for my comp gun, or I'm going to need a new barrel for this, and, and they're going to want it for, say, March of next year. You know, is it get in on it now or, or you know, it, it, where do you where do you see that for a guy who who wants something new for for uh, for 2021? You know, well, it's go it's, ahead, Nick. Uh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Frank. No, they um, I, I know, Frank, you know, guys, I think the guy who's been around the block rebuilding his rifle or building or building guns, you know, for competitive shooting. He, he knows the game plan. He knows how it works. Um, it's it, it, the new people. I, I would say we're seeing a spike in, in custom builds, if you want to call it that, or, or rebuilds right now too. But I think, uh, you know, we, we were just talking here yesterday in the office that we're talking about bumping the lead times, maybe two months. It's just been one of those things where I think my best advice is the guys is plan ahead. You know, if you have a, in our case, if you have your barrel in hand, find the gunsmith to get it on. You already got half the battle because you have your, you have your components to put your stuff together. So plan ahead. If you think you're going to need it, don't wait to the last minute to order it, you know, have it in your hand. So you have it. And that's, that's the best advice I could give you. And, and what do you got, Nick? I, 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 I think I'd follow with the same thing. Most of our comp guys are going to call ahead and say, Hey, what are your lead times going on? I mean, we have a, a you know, a, a basic approximate lead time that's on our website and, and, and those with you know, we're adjusting those seems like weekly right now, but uh, you know, we quote, we quote lead times just like anybody else does in America, you know, based on the, at the time that you ordered, that was what it was taking us to get them out at that time. But that's tra- changing so drastically and so fast right now. I would tell everybody, you know, get the orders in early, you know, and, and any reputable shop out there right now is pretty dang backed up. And we may have straight jacket armory, you know, Tristan and I, we may have even played into the Amazon Titus that I'm going to start calling it of, uh, you know, buy it now, get it now kind of a thing. And, and, you know, for a long time, we were able to do that with things just aren't that way right now. But if you got a hunt coming up in March, yeah, you need to get your order in. Um, you know, you're still going to get your products. You're still going to get a good product, but you're going to have to step back and take a breath. And, uh, you know, it's like waiting for a suppressor paperwork to get in. The sooner you do it, the sooner you'll have it. 
right. Yeah, are, are you? You know, and, and Frank, go ahead. The, you know, Frank. The other thing for us is, you know, I, I don't want to. I I hate to use the word to tell people to be patient because I think the patience is pretty much gone with everybody right now. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm no and I'm no and I'm no exception. I'm no exception at times. But the other thing that you know, people will say to us. Well, why don't you why don't you put another machine online? Why don't you hire some more people? Um, it's not always that easy. And when 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 we see a a bump in business, is it just a blip for a month or two? You know, we can't. We, it's hard to predict how long it's going to go. Right. I mean, I remember I remember a good example, and not too long ago, the first time a guy was ever building a rifle. I can't remember if he was you know building a prairie dog gun or whatever. And he had a bunch of questions. I spent the time with him on the phone. And he goes, well, how long for a barrel? I said, hey, four to six months. He's all, okay. He's, when I figure out what I want, I'll call you back. That was like on a Monday. Literally, the next couple of days, um, you remember Brian, Frank, uh, Frank mm-hmm. that worked here? Yep, yep. Literally, literally, in the next two days, Brian and I took enough orders for eight weeks worth of work. We, we can't predict that. And, and there was no virus, pandemic, riot stuff or anything like that going on. Well, this guy calls me back like on a Thursday or Friday, and he goes, hey, I know what I want to order. I go, hey, you got to refresh my conversation. I talk to people all day long. He, he goes through blah, blah, blah. I go, yep, I remember. I go, before you give me the order, I go, just so you know, we're telling customers eight to nine months. And did he blow a gasket on me on the phone? Oh, yeah. And I go, hey, I go, just so you understand, you know, it's pretty much first come, first served. And we took enough orders in the last couple of days for eight weeks worth, eight to 10 weeks worth of work. I go, I, I just couldn't foresee that. We can't foresee that happening like that. Well, how could you predict it? Now, are you seeing people do like double orders? Like instead of them ordering one replacement barrel, just do two and put it down the queue? So they can kind oh, yeah. of, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the bigger way. But, I mean, really, people have to be realistic about this stuff. Like you said, you can call and kick the tires today and then call back on Monday, and all bets are off what happened, you know? that That's an important part of this equation that people need to understand. And, and, and shops like Nick's and others, they see the same thing. We can't predict what the next guy is going to want. And, but we get guys hammering on us too. Well, why don't you make inventory? Well, one, how do I make inventory when I had a guy that's been waiting six months for his barrel? Yeah. And the other part of the problem is, you know, this happened to Trace and I 15 years, 20 years ago, when we worked at Krieger. Hey, you know what? Steve was lighting the shops. Trace goes, hey, let's make some six mils for inventory, bench rest stuff. He goes, what do you want? I go, how many you want to make? He goes, oh, let's make 50 barrels. We ended up making like 53. And he was, what do you want? I go make half and 13 and a half twist, half 14 twist. Those guys are a little easier because either they're running a light contour, heavy contour. You get a few guys running the unlimiteds. So we, we, he was okay. He was, well, what contour do you want? I go, no, just rough turn them, leave them a hundred thousand oversized. So if Frank Galley calls me up and needs a light environment, 13 and a half twist, as long as I got it on the shelf, I can get it out to him within a week. If Nick calls up and needs a heavy environment, 14 twist, I can make it in any contour I want. And this was at a time when we only, we only sold 25, six mils a month in all contours and all twists. No kidding. We put 53 of them on the shelf and we didn't advertise. We had them. 
I sold all 53 barrels in two weeks. Yeah. They should, they, they should have lasted us six months. And it just, I, we, we, you can't, you can't predict that. I mean, I could have made 30 cows and they could have ended up sitting there or vice versa. And we just, we can't predict that. No, it makes yeah, perfect it, it, sense. Uh, going to carbon fiber barrels, uh, last year, six, five, six, five cal, eight twist, uh, proof Sendero, uh, Sendero barrels were, you know, 24 and 26 inch. Everybody had to have them. I couldn't give my 20 inch and 22 inch barrels away. And then this year, I have a bunch of 26-inch barrels that I can't give away, and I, I, I couldn't sell my firstborn kid for a 22-inch. You know, it's a, uh, it's it, you know, the market shifts so fast. You know, the the trend, the trends that are out there. You, you know, I think everybody does their best to get ahead of it. Um, there's nobody. I don't think anybody comes into work one day and says, "Hey, you know what? I just don't feel like ordering 22-inch barrels today. We're not going to do it." Uh, you just kind of get blindsided and you react to it. But in the end, this is a custom, you know, we build custom custom barrels for, you know, people that want custom orders. Obviously, if they didn't want custom, they'd be buying it off the shelf. So, uh, you know, it, we, we order when it's time to order. <laughs> right now, when things get to us, you know, we process it as fast as we can. We normally have, uh, you know, 300 barrels, 400 barrels on the shelf at any one time. Uh, for the last four months, we've been lucky to have 50 barrels on the shelf. Uh, you know, we, we literally applaud the UPS guy when he comes in with barrels every morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> throw, throw a little party for him, you know? Oh, thank God you're here. <laughs> yeah, have his Starbucks waiting. You, you, you yeah, know. oh, we, we treat that guy right. Make sure we're his first stop. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, and that's the warning for everybody is to is to recognize what's going on. Know we're getting closer towards the elections. And things can go in either direction really quick. We don't know if there's going to be a, another spike in what we're seeing with fall and winter. You know, so, I mean, this can end up pushing pretty far. Like Frank said, two years down the road, we can still be recovering from this just between now and January. You know, um, it, it can go it can go in a in a pretty ugly way. And, and I think that's important for people to recognize that you know we're, we're we're talking barrels with you guys um between straight jacket and in Bartland but this can go in and we we mentioned ammunition it can go in any component direction pretty easily you know so oh, it, right. it, it's something that has to be recognized that we're talking in the context of of barrels because you know that's our tires that's our expendable on the rifle but you know we're we're looking at scopes the guys can't get the OEM stuff from Japan and in places like that, those have slowed down. There's the there's the 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 uh, the stuff coming out of Canada, like how that's delayed because they're shut down in a different way. Um, so how these different places are shutting down the ability for companies to operate, um, you know, it, it's 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 affecting us down, and it's going oh, to. Oh, there are gun cases. And uh, and plastic gun cases we can get. Oh yeah, gun cases have been hard to get at times too. Right, you know, we yeah. um, Brady called one of the distributors just like three weeks ago, and he goes, "Hey Frank, I need to order a dozen of the hard cases that we ship customers guns back in." And Frank goes, "I don't have any." Brady goes, "Oh come on, man! I'm looking at the inventory on your website. There's six. This was this was a Monday morning. This is a true story." He goes, "No, I'm looking at the website. It says you got six hundred of them." 
He goes, that was Friday when we went home. He goes, over the weekend, one customer bought all 600 hard cases. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I also don't, you know, I also want to tell people, you know, and uh, Frank, you brought up earlier about uh, the spike in prices or some companies are charging more for components or guns or whatever. I, you know, I don't want people to totally, I mean, I don't want to see a spike in prices. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want I don't want people totally beating up some of these companies because even though we here don't use any aluminum, I just heard like a week or two ago that aluminum prices are up three times more than what they were just a couple months ago. Yeah, and, this is not gouging. I'm not talking anything about someone trying to take advantage of the situation. It's the situation has caused this supply and demand and and not just in a hey, we can get more money for it, but Hey, oh, yeah. if you if you need us, we're we're adding machines, we're ramping up, we're we're bringing. So that's what part of the the, the pricing is too. Yeah, sure, it can be. Be very careful with that. We, we we have not raised our prices at all, and we and we won't be doing that. And as far as adding new equipment and stuff like that, you know, Frank Green, you you said it perfectly. We see. I haven't been in this business as long as you have, uh, or as long as you have, Mister Galley, but. You know, I've, I've watched a lot of companies that during these ramp up times will go out and spend millions of dollars on equipment and personnel and everything else. But for every yin, there's a yang and there will be a bottom to this, uh, whether it comes by the end of November or right finally writes itself in the spring. You know, a lot of these companies that do ramp up could very well end up sitting on, you know, millions of dollars worth of equipment that, you know, spindles just aren't going to turn at that point, and then they're going to have to figure out a way to pay for all that stuff. So companies have to be very careful in how we react. You know, we don't want to have the same knee-jerk reaction that our customers, you know, I don't want to say all of our customers are knee-jerk, and I don't think that's the case, but we just don't want to have that same type of a reaction and end up, you know, making bad business decisions as we go. Um, the one thing that we're trying to focus on doing here is our customer service. Uh, beans that were ramped up so hot right now, it's pulled me off of the, normally I sit on the phones and I talk to customers all day. You want to tell me a hunting story or some, some, about some match your daughter just won. I am all ears, love hearing them, love talking to my customers. Unfortunately, most of my time right now is spent on the machines trying to get orders out uh, so that we can handle the section production. Hopefully when this all goes back to normal, I'll be able to get back on the phone and, and, and give that a tentative service that we're going to give. Nice, nice. Yeah, so Frank, uh, we're coming up on that hour as well. Uh, if you like, w- what you got for like some parting words for everybody out there listening and, and what's going on within this? You guys see it, we're seeing it, and we've explained it for the last hour. But just some parting words for guys listening to, to, to that might make their, their life a little easier. Boy, I, I honestly, Frank, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I don't. I mean, you know, one of the guys here, you know, again, this goes back to the supply and demand thing. One of the guys here, his friend had six cases of nine liter ball ammo. He could have bought a case of ball ammo a few months ago for like $150. He sold all six cases to a local gun shop for 600 bucks a piece. Crazy. Because, because there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing available. And, and if you're a gun shop that has a range, if people come in when they want to use the range and you ain't got no ammo to sell them, you you're losing a sale, you're losing the range time and everything else. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, man. I, other than, Hey, we're doing the best we can to help everybody. 
It doesn't matter if it's an ammo, ammo company or that we do stuff for all the time or the guy that calls up and orders one barrel a year. We're doing everything we can to help everybody we can. Yeah, no, that's and, – and honestly, just to understand, guys, you – you got to be patient with the everybody. They're not. They're not looking to to gouge. They're not looking to take advantage. They want you out there operating as it, it, like everybody else does. They want your their parts on your equipment. But it's just it's the it's the world we're living in right now. I mean, I I, I highly recommend it, this. It might be the time where you you have that ability to shop around, find the smaller shops. And maybe supply some of these other places where the big guys can't handle as much, um, or can't handle everybody equally. So you may be able to find a few smaller shops and deals, and and you may stumble upon a, a hidden gem out there, you know. Um, and so don't right. be, don't be afraid to look at it. I mean, we hate talking about it and saying, "Hey, go look over there," but oh, you, no. you, you hey, may hey, have to. Right. There's a lot of good builders out there. I mean, a ton of good builders out there. Some of them are medium-sized shops, small-sized shops. Some of them are just guys with a lathe working out of their garage, but they do phenomenal work. You know, the, there's a lot of good places to shop out there right now. It doesn't mean you have to come to Straight Jacket Armory. It's a, uh, you know, I mean, but, bottom line, there's more work out there than all of them. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no one company can handle all the work, even if they could. Even if they could do it, they wouldn't want it. So. You know, we, we, we highly encourage other shops. We help a lot of other shops with, you know, sending them programming and stuff like that, however we can help. Uh, cool. I, I think it's great when people shop around, really. Well, cool, guys. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. We're all kind of jumping through and, and, and knocking stuff out. Uh, but thanks to um, – the guys over at Straight Jacket Armory for setting up the call and, and, and hitting me up with this kind of, you know, what's going on on this side of the industry and then bringing Frank in from Bartlin to talk about it because we're all seeing it and, and it's I think it's an important topic to talk about and just to be realistic, to have that common sense and, and to think about long term and by long term, uh, we're talking April, May next year at a, at a minimum. So that's kind of where your your opening is. Uh, right. you know, so think about it beyond that, uh, where you are and, and ho- hopefully, you know, so for sure. Right. Well, thanks for having me, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll get that and we'll get you guys on separately again and we'll do some more, we'll do some more, uh, barrel talk when we get it. I know guys had questions for Frank off our last one. And then I want to talk with the straight jacket guys over some of their stuff. Um, really enjoying shooting, uh, the, the barrel that they sent across. It's been doing well for me. But yeah, man, just you guys, you know, keep chipping away, and and hopefully, um, you know, everybody recognizes that this is this is industry wide across a variety of, of products and in uh, components, and it's not just any one thing or somebody looking to take advantage. It just is where we are today. Right, right. Cool. Well, All right, man. Oh, Frank, make sure all your listeners vote this year. Yeah, yeah. Cool, guys. <laughs> Will you guys stay safe? Talk to you later, man. You will, we'll stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Okay, dog. Bye. Cheers now.